Welcome back to everyone's favorite podcast, Burgers and Broads, hosted by yours truly, Braxton Poe, and Matt Marks is back from Lithuania. Matt, did you find the match LeBron James or Lonzo Ball? I did not. I actually went for the food um, because you told me <laughs> to go look for players, but then I said, you know what, there's got to be some good food. So I traveled all over, met some great people, but I did not find any basketball players because I did not do what you told me to do. So, yeah, good food though. Might have to fire you from this podcast. Well, you know what? You need to pay me more. Yeah, that's one yeah. thing. You and me both. You and me both. Yeah. You know who did get paid a lot though? Who's that? The goat, Mariano Rivera, entering the Hall of Fame. First unanimous player to enter the Hall of Fame. Dude had a great career, in my opinion, best closer of all time. So not not being biased, huge Yankees fan, but I think he's the goat. You say so, Matt? Yeah, he's the goat. He leads. All of baseball, he's the career saves leader, you know? So with 652 saves, so I think that's pretty good. Yeah, you know a fact? This is crazy. All right, so more people have walked on the moon, 12, than have hit a home run against the GOAT, 11. 11 people. That's a pretty impressive stat, especially in baseball today where home runs are going like crazy. You don't, you won't see that anymore. You won't ever see that again. No, no, you won't. Mariano had five World Series, nine seasons with at least 40 saves. That's tied for first. 652 saves all time. 952 games finished. That's first. And then 70 postseason ERA. 96 games. It's a pretty great stat line. Yeah, I mean, you know, Yankees for 19 seasons. I mean, uh, the way the guy pitched, you couldn't hit off of him. Like you said, the 11 home runs in his whole career in 19 seasons. That's insane. So, I mean, he sh- I'm glad he's unanimous, really. I mean, the first guy to be unanimous, he deserved it. The last guy to ever wear 42, you know, so a pretty special moment for him. He's the first to be unanimous, but more players should have had a unanimous vote, in my opinion. Like Ken Griffey, I think Barry Bonds should get unanimous. Yeah, that's, like, <laughs> that's going to happen. In what world? Come on. <laughs> A-Rod. A-Rod should get that, too. Okay. What have you been smoking today before <laughs> this? Seriously, come on. The GOAT, man. 13, the GOAT. Okay. You want to talk a little bit more about maybe who else made it besides Mo? I guess, if there are any other better people. Oh, yeah. There were some good ones. Go ahead there. with our baseball expert, Matt Marks. Okay, so we got Roy Halladay. Uh, he also made the Hall of Fame. And unfortunately, you know, tragically, he passed away in 2017 um, in that accident. Um, but a 203 win to 105 loss record, a 338 ERA, um, almost 2,749 strikeouts in his career. Uh, he won, okay, this is a cool stat about him. He was a Cy Young winner twice, once in the AL and once in the NL. So in 2003, he won it when he was with has Toronto. That been, has that been done before? I'd have to look. I believe, yeah, I'm, I'm sure it's been done before. Um, I don't know who else. I have to look that one up. But uh, twenty-two and seven record uh, when he won in two thousand three, and then in twenty ten he won it. Like I said, with Philly, um, when he came to Philly, he 2011, those two seasons that he had, he was had a record. Get this, forty wins and only sixteen losses. Wow. So he was dominant. You know that Philly rotation. I mean, they had some good pitchers in that rotation, um, and in his career, he only had two seasons under five hundred. Uh, so pretty special for him. Um, also entering the hall is Edgar Martinez. He spent the whole time, um, his whole 18-year career with Seattle. Uh, 2,247 hits, a 312 batting average, 309 home runs, a five-time Silver Slug, a Slugger uh, getting the award, seven-time All-Star, 
Um, and then in 92 and 95, he led the league in batting average. So he made it. And then finally, another guy who spent some time with the Yankees, Mike Mussina. He spent 91 and 2000 with Baltimore and then 2001 to 2008 um, with the Yankees. 270 wins to 153 losses, a 360 ADL Ray, a little over 2,800 strikeouts. He also only had two seasons where his record was under 500 his rookie year and in 2000. Um, he was dominant for the Yankees um, in the regular season. Five All-Stars, seven gold gloves. And interesting enough, Mike Mussina announced today that he will not um, have a team on his logo, on his plaque. He's going to have a blank hat along with Roy Halladay, who his wife announced the other day that he will go in with a blank hat as well. So, wow. Pretty cool stuff. That's crazy. Yeah. That, that's weird. So there's your quick breakdown. Who, who else making into the hall? <laughs> quick five-minute rundown. So moving on to pro sports. Well, that wasn't pro enough for you? I, I, wow. You just missing it, everything. It's not baseball season yet. Oh. We've got a few more months. But How about a few more weeks? Spring training's coming yeah, up. Yeah, spring Let's training. Let's go. Maybe Kyler Murray will show up. Yeah. We'll get to see Russell Wilson. That'll be cool. Yeah. But... Moving on to the worst no-call in the history of no-calls. The Saints-Rams game. What? What? The, how much was that check to the refs, man? Uh, two mil. Two, at least. At least two million. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, that was pretty bad. And you even got lawmakers today that are debating. They spent time in, in Congress today debating this call, which is it's kind of getting weird, you know. But, um, no, really bad call. Really bad call. I don't know how you don't make that call, especially why do all of this stuff always happens in the final minute or minutes of a game? You know, it seems like this happens all the time, but nothing this bad where you obviously you, you tackle the guy out of bed. I mean, you're literally just not. It's almost like getting hit by a car. <laughs> That's the way I can say it right now. I mean, you get hit by a car, bam, and there's nothing. You just get by with it. Hit and run. That's what it is. <laughs> no justice. You don't get your college paid for? No. Nothing? Not on our campus. <laughs> but so, yeah. Speaking of the lawsuit, yeah, Frank Diamico is suing the NFL on behalf of the season ticket holders for the Saints to try and have the game redone in the final two minutes. Could you imagine the outcry, though, if the game, if, the, if Roger Goodell said, you know what, you're right, we're going to redo this game, the last two minutes of the game, we're going to come back to that moment and play it, and then the Saints win. Well, if you're a Rams fan, you're like, wait a minute, whoa. There, first off, there are no Rams fans. They're based, there are none there's in like L.A. 10. There, there's there's 10. like 10 in L.A. that really care. <laughs> the rest just go, probably get drunk or do whatever they do with the games. I don't know. But I think I think they need to redo it. But see, I want to see them redo it. It's opening up a can of worms. You do that, you cause so much controversy. I mean, the Super Bowl is now in a week in a couple of days. So if you were to make that call, you know how much that would just send a shockwave through the NFL? It's never. I don't ever see that ever happening where a commissioner will reverse a call, even if it was that bad, which, yes, I would agree. It pro- it should be replayed, but that would never happen because think of the the ripple effect, the snowball effect it would have if you did that. I think it could happen because these refs are getting just so bad, missing every every call. If it happens in the regular season, I think they could redo it because it won't have as much of an impact. Well, it might, but it's just one game at a time in the regular season. And I think if it's that bad of a call, these refs, NBA, NFL, just have been terrible the last few seasons, and they're just missing these kind of calls. It's going to get worse. It's, in my opinion, it's just going to get worse. So I think 
I think one day the commissioner will have them redo. Again. Yeah, but you're just gonna open up that can of worms. It's gonna be honestly, it's gonna it's gonna set off chaos for everyone. I mean, if they were gonna do it, they would have done it by now because yeah. you're getting so close to the Super Bowl. And it, it's just it's not gonna happen. Goodell is not gonna give in to that. He's not going to do that. But it was a terrible call, very bad call. And Saint fans, Saints fans, and that team got screwed out of going to the Super Bowl. They really did. But I mean, what can you do to change that? Because you, you ultimately, I mean, the Rams will then be going home, and now you've angered. I know the ten Rams fans, <laughs> you know. But I just I don't get it. I don't get. I, I don't get how you could well, do that though. I, I but it should be done. It, I agree, it should be done. I just don't see how that would ever happen because of the effects of now what that decision would do across the NFL. Yeah, it's too late to do it now, but I would love to see it done. I would love to see it done. But maybe you can fix it by not having an official who used to play for the Rams officiate that game. Yeah, that probably wasn't smart putting him no schedule on. And then like three other refs live in LA, so. I don't Again, know. <laughs> are they the ten Saint fans? Or not Saint fans? The ten Rams fans are supposed to be watch, watching out for. Them? Probably. Yeah. Well, could be. I think so. But moving on to the AFC game, that that game was really well officiated until the end. Yeah. Where I hate overtime rules. I hate the overtime. Rules. It, overtime should not come down to a coin flip. No. I mean, why even play the game? You've wasted the whole game. And it comes down to, oh yeah, I picked heads. Whoa. <laughs> hey, you go score and everything else. Throw it out the window. You've won the game because you picked heads or tails right. Good I job. I would have picked tails. Yeah. But well, And especially nowadays because all these teams are so offensive-minded, you're probably going to score a touchdown first, unlike a few years ago when every team probably had a chance. Well, yeah. I mean, if you're the Chiefs, you're like, are you kidding me? Because their defense was, I think, either the worst or second worst in the league this season. So you're going, okay, we've got to stop Tom Brady in overtime. Tom Brady. And we cannot let them. And you watch them go down that, and Tom Brady just moving down the field. Every third down, he converted. And you're like, there is no way you're going to stop him. And the Chiefs, I think Mahomes could have come back and got a touchdown. The way Mahomes, I mean, Mahomes had that game, offensively did a great job, especially, I mean, not in the first half, but he turned it on in the second. I mean, they did a great job in the second half. And I think he could have tied that up if he was given a chance. Because in the final minute, he drove them down to um, have a – game tying field goal to send it to overtime in like 30 seconds so yeah, I definitely think he could have done gone and gotten a touchdown um, and so I I think the overtime rules need to be changed at least give both teams a chance for sure maybe set a 10 minute game clock like it is now but make sure both teams get a shot well you know at least if you don't change a regular season at least you, there has to be different overtime rules for the postseason I think but look at this so our good friend Jacob Thomas put something out on Twitter. You saw this, right? Yeah, I, I, this was kind of a fun idea. He, he told me he wasn't serious, but I actually, this would be kind of fun. So in an overtime like that, why don't you put it on to the two greatest players? You think, oh, the quarterback. Quarterback's the greatest position. The wide receiver. Oh, yeah. The running back. No. I'm talking, he was talking, the kicker. That's right. So you send out the two kickers, and you say, okay, we're going to let you hit one from the 10, the 20, the 30, the 40, and we're going to give you a long one. We'll give you a 50-yard field goal. How many out of those five, if you can hit them, who can hit the most? That team is going 
to move on to the next round. So you put, it's a little bit more of a twist. So if you go to overtime, it all depends on that kicker. Now, if you're the Bears and it comes down to Cody Parkey, you're like, oh gosh, we're screwed. He's going to hit the left post, the right post. He's going to miss the next three. And that's how Chicago would lose in that fact. But no, that's kind of a clever idea. But, you know, something. So what if they tie? What if they tie again? Well, then. Send out the quarterbacks to kick? Yes. Let's just make it a circus, right? I don't know. But I thought that was kind of funny. Again, he wasn't serious, but I thought that was a clever idea. It's kind of like soccer, you know, the little uh, penalty kicks. Let's just yeah. send out the kicker out there and see what he can make from distance, add a little wind, you know, some fans out there. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, every yeah. sport yeah. has great overtime rules except for the NFL. Yeah, it's awful. Oh, let's end in a tie. <laughs> wow. I paid all that money to come see a, a, a game that started 0-0. Zero and zero. Nice. End in. 10-10 or 21-21. You're kidding me. I get to the game to see someone win, and I leave the game still wanting somebody to win. <laughs> Welcome to the NFL, the No Fun League. Thank you, Roger Goodell. At least they can celebrate now. They can do end zone celebrations. At least really? they lightened up on yeah. that. I mean, I always love seeing, uh, you know, as a Cowboys fan, Zeke jump in the little kettle pot <laughs> and get fined for that. And it's like, wow, he's donating money. He's donating, you know, whatever. And it gives free publicity to the Salvation Army. But here's Roger Goodell. You're going to be fine for that. Where's the money going to? Goodell's pocket? I want to know. I want to see the bill. I want to see the statement. Yeah. Where's that money going to? I have no idea. As you can tell, I'm fired up today. <laughs> Probably because it's Friday, and I'm fired up on a Friday, right? It's Bam. a good Friday. It is a good Friday. So you think college rules should be changed? Like maybe move them to the 35-yard line? That way, if it comes to the fourth down, the kicker will have a longer kick. It'll be harder for the team to make it. I like the college rules. And if we're being serious, I, I would take the college rules and also have the NFL do the same. But maybe, you know, if you're starting out, you, uh, you know, you, you scoot them back a little bit more, you know, and, and have each team get a shot at it. Maybe like the 40, 45. Yeah, or put them in midfield, put them yeah. at 50, you know. Yeah, I like, I like that rule. But, yeah, they need to change that for sure. They need to change that within the next year. Will it ever be changed? The world may never know. <laughs> Just like how many licks does it take to get to the center of a Tootsie Pop? About 335. Well, I'm just on fire today with all these things. <laughs> and I don't know. I, you know, it's a good Friday. But no, yeah, the rule needs to change. I've lost my train of thought, but the rule needs to change. Yeah. So speaking of things that need to change, maybe Tom Brady. I mean, I'm a huge our, fan. Our I'm opinion, opinions on Tom Brady, why he is not the GOAT. He's, well, he's not the GOAT. As fired up as I am today, I know you're fired up about this. So, Braxton, start us off. Why is Tom Brady not the GOAT? And you've already ticked off everyone in New England, but America loves you right now because you're right. So tell them why. I've got some quick facts on why Tom Brady is not the GOAT. So he's always got luck on his side. You saw the game, right, where the BS passer, or roughing the passer yeah. call, where okay. he hit him yeah. on the shoulder. Mm -hmm. And then the fake offsides call on D Ford in the game if you look at it it looks like he's not offsides actually but cbs showed us the angle from the um angle or diagonal from where it looked like he was instead of straight forward and then he he got he was on the luckiest side of one of the worst play calls in the history of the super bowl passing it from the one yard line would you do that matt would you pass the ball from the one yard line with marshawn lynch only in Madden, and if I'm feeling dangerous. If you're feeling dangerous. <laughs> so that was that's a Super Bowl that shouldn't have happened. And then he's always had luck, or, um, defense on his side. 
He's always had defense. From 2001 to 2004, he had about 10 Hall of Famers on the defensive side. 10 Hall of Famers on the defensive side. Every other quarterback has dealt with average defenses across from them in practice, but he's had to play great people. Matt Castle went Matt Castle went 11 and 5 under Bill Belichick in 2008 with 3,700 yards and 21 touchdowns. That's a pretty impressive stat line for Matt Castle under Bill Belichick because Bill Belichick's the goat. I'll give him that. But then the legacy of Deflategate and Spygate that that just hurts him. No other teams teams have cheated, but they have not cheated to that extent. So I saw what is something on the news. And look it up if you haven't seen it about a kid's science fair project, 10th grader, or I saw that. Grader, 10, 10 year old's project was why Tom Brady's a cheater. Um, now, look, it, Tom Brady is impressive in the sense he's won five Super Bowls. Now, yes, has he won it? Has his defense? Has he gotten lucky? But on his legacy, he will have five Super Bowls. But I want to point something out. On the all time career passing yards leader of quarterbacks, uh, Brady comes in number four. Uh, Drew Brees, who set that mark, we know. Um, we got Brees, we got Peyton Manning, Brett Favre, then there's Tom Brady, and then about 9,000 yards below him is Dan Marino. So you get these four kind of separating themselves. In passing TDs, Brady is number three. You got Peyton Manning, Drew Brees, Tom Brady, and then Brett Favre. Breeze is only up by three on Brady. So, right there. So, you know, you see these numbers. Peyton Manning has come up over Tom Brady in passing TDs, all-time career passing yards. But Peyton only had two Super Bowls. Brady's got five. So, if you're basing just off Super Bowl wins, you could say Brady's the GOAT because he's got five. If you look at other quarterbacks, he's up there. Don't get me wrong. I'm not discounting him. But there's Peyton and there's Breeze. That are up there above Brady. So can you make the argument and say Peyton's the goat? I think Peyton Breeze Manning, is the goat, an underrated goat. I think Peyton Manning's the true goat, just because he's had more to deal with. He hasn't had those great defenses like Tom Brady. He hasn't had those easy roads to the Super Bowl with stupid foul calls on him. I think Tom Brady's just. I think he's a system quarterback. You see, Matt Castle can go eleven and five. Matt Castle with Bill Belichick. It's all because Bill Belichick is a great coach. Dude is phenomenal. He's he's probably an all-time great coach. But he, Tom Brady just got lucky where he got drafted. And that's just furthered his career just being in New England. I don't think he would have lasted more than two seasons being as unathletic as he is. That guy's slow. <laughs> you play him in Madden and you just are like, Tom Brady, man, I look at my watch. <laughs> One minute later and you've already hit the five yards down the field. I mean... You're like, get out, go, go, and get sacked. You can't run with Tom Brady. That's why Patriots, every time you play him in Madden, will lose if you try to run with Tom Brady. Call me coach. I mean, you got running backs, right? I mean, why would you need him? You got Tom Brady. <laughs> yeah, for real, the go, Tom man. Brady does everything. He That's throws, true. he runs. You can't use any other player. He throws to himself. That's true. So you have to throw it way high in the air, and he slowly <laughs> runs down the field, and he catches it. Touchdowns are going to be very low because he's very slow and a lot of them fall incomplete. But he plays defense too, right? Well, special that's debatable. Teams. He is the kicker, though. I, I, that's what I thought. He's actually got a pretty good leg. <laughs> he can make a ten-yard field goal. Whoa! I think, basing on rings, though, 
the NBA and NFL, you should not base the GOAT on rings. That's I think stats, stats to me are more important than rings. Yeah, I mean, you really shouldn't just be basing it off of, you know, how many, yeah, championships that a team, that a person has won. But usually, if you've won that many, your stats are going to be pretty great. So pretty much intertwines, um, like it does with Brady. But in some categories, there's a few quarterbacks that are just slightly a little bit better than him. Um, I think you really could say it's, it's between Peyton Manning and, and, and Tom Brady. I think you can make that comparison. Of course, people get mad. Oh, Brady's got five. Well, yeah, he does. Payton's got two, you know, don't count them out. Also, Joe Montana and Terry Bradshaw have four. Yeah, and they're not even mentioned. Yeah, they're not even mentioned, but Brady's only got one more Super Bowl than they do. And they're all tainted. They're all tainted. We'll see. Tuck rule, Spygate, Deflategate, Vinatieri's kick, Marshawn Lynch not running from the one, then hopefully, and then he he got beat by a backup quarterback last year. How's how's a GOAT going to get beat by a backup quarterback in a Super Bowl? And if yeah, the Falcons could have just not blown yeah. that game, really. They blew the Falcons blew the game too, so that's twenty five point lead in the third quarter. Halfway How do you do that? halfway through the third quarter. How do you do that? That's just sad. I don't know. That's just sad. But they did it and Tom Brady got that fifth one. So So hopefully I, hopefully Jared Goff can destroy Tom Brady. You know, look, we gotta stay not by you know, we gotta stay on a line and be even, right? No. I hope the Rams <laughs> win too. I hope Jared Goff and Sean McVay have earned this moment. Well, I mean, with the luck of the call yeah. by the, the refs. Yeah. Or, yeah, no call. But, yeah, I want to see them win one. Do it for L.A. Brady's got all he needs. He doesn't need to keep adding more. I think the, the Rams. I think the Rams had a better shot of beating the Patriots than the Saints did, honestly. Yeah. I really, I really do think the Rams had a better shot just because I feel like their offense hasn't slowed down at all. And Saints have been – they were stagnant at the end of the year. They came out to play, though, against the Rams, but I think the Rams definitely have a great shot at beating New England. So we'll be talking next week, I know, about our predictions, talk about all things Super Bowl. Right now, you don't need to give me a score prediction, but kind of give me a range. Who's winning? Will it be close or will it not be? I think New or the Los Angeles will get their Super Bowl win in their throwback uniforms by the score. I'll go... I'll go kind of middle range, 31, I guess that's middle range now because <laughs> all these high-powered offenses, but I'll go 31, 25, L.A. I'm going Rams too. i got to think about what I want as a score, but I'm going to tell you this. It is going to come down to Greg Zerline. It's going to come down to a field goal. You think? It's going to come down to a field goal. I mean, yeah, it – Tom Brady's only averaging like 160 yards in the postseason. That's not a GOAT stat. So it might be kind of a low-scoring game. Well, Super Bowls are weird. They're weird. Rams haven't done well defensively. They weren't great in the regular season. Neither were the Chiefs. <laughs> but can the high-powered now, can somebody, can defense step up? And hey, one more thing I forgot to mention when we were talking about Kansas City. They did fire their defensive coordinator the other day. So. Oh. Yeah, Bob Sutton was fired, so they, you know, couldn't stop Brady. You're out. So now they're going to be going in a new direction. They should have fired Andy Reid. Couldn't get any points in the first half. Uh, If they score in the first half, they win that game. Hey, Andy Reid had a good season, and they've got a good team. That's how it always is. They've got a good team. That's how it always is. Tom Brady just has some magic that just. Yeah, it's called checks. Yeah. To the refs. Uh huh, sure. You saw that play? Ref was like, hey, Tom, I got you. And then D Ford was offsides apparently. Mm-hmm. 
Ref got him. Ref said, I collusion. got you, bro. Could there be collusion in the NFL? That Always. Is the question. Always. All right, we'll move on to a lighter note. Something everyone loves. Canned beer. I mean, not me. I don't. Older guys, over 21. <laughs> but in 1935, the first canned beer goes on sale on this day in history. Gottfried Kruger Brewing Company delivered 2,000, of can- 2000 cans of Kruger's Cream Ale to faithful drinkers in Richmond, Virginia. So they're just testing it out, seeing if how people reacted to it. 91% of the drinkers approved of the canned beer, giving Kruger the green light for further production. Wow. I literally felt like I was watching a commercial right before my eyes. Good job. <laughs> Super Bowl commercial. Wow, canned beer. Yeah. Whoa. It's like that Pepsi commercial with Ron Rivera. You know, you try to miss the kick and, you know, you know, open it up and they all go, you know, and canned beer. Yeah. I think Pepsi is different from canned beer. I know. I could just see the same commercial oh, style, you okay. know. And, but this time you could have, like, someone like Jason Garrett drinking a canned beer and clapping. <laughs> yeah, let's go Cowboys. <laughs> so, yeah. Again, I don't know. It's Friday and I'm feeling so good. Just throwing out all these random comments. Usually I don't do this. I'm usually pretty calm. I know. I'm fired up today. So, <laughs> what else we got? What are we talking? Well, we got some other news. James Harden, leader of all MVP discussion, dropped 61 points at the Madison Square Garden. But Melo still has the record at 62 points. Mm-hmm. How mad are you? Or how mad are you if you're Harden and you're one point below Melo? Like, I'd be mad. He'll probably be looking to get it next time. Yeah, next, next time, time. Next time he's probably going on a mission to drop 80. Mm-hmm. I guarantee it. But yeah, he's leader of my MVP. Is he leader of your MVP race, Matt? I mean, he's probably got to be. I mean, I mean, Houston right now is fifth in the West. I mean, they're doing good. They're seven games over. I'm not trying to discredit now what, you know, Harden. I mean, Harden, it, it looks like it's kind of, you know, you got Harden and you got the Greek freak, you know, so can they win, you know, their MVPs, of, you know, both leagues or whatever. I think that's kind of where it comes down to. Um, but, yeah, I mean, Harden really is – He's he's got a streak right now. I think of like two hundred and something points. It was that have like two eighty two, two eighty two. I yeah, think unassisted. I mean that's pretty insane. I mean, yeah, right now he's playing MVP like lights out. So I want to see the rest of the season. But right now he's he's got to jump over everyone else. Not ready to give it to him just yet. Mm-hmm. But he is the leader. Yes. Yeah. Right now he's the leader. We'll see if he calms down because Clint Capella's out right now. CP3 still out. He's got to do everything for Houston. Yeah. And he's keeping him in there. Like I said, <laughs> 27 and 20 right now, fifth in the West. Yep. So and Larry Fitzgerald signed a one-year deal for Arizona to come back for his 16th um, career. That's. I'm surprised he's coming back. Honestly. Yeah, that'll be good. Especially to that dumpster stats. fire. Yeah. I guess maybe Cliff Kingsbury can turn it around and get Larry the ball more. But yeah, he's still producing. He is. He's still producing. Yes, he is. Fifteen years later, and then my goat, Tiger Woods, the goat at the goat of all time, just best professional athlete. Tiger Woods is back at Torrey Pines this week. Two under on the day yesterday. He's doing average today. He'll be back though. Wow. Wow. He's yeah. the goat. No, yeah, no. What he did last last uh, season was good. Ending on a last high year, note, yeah. So, be cool to see if he can win a couple this year. Do you think he wins a major? You know, I don't know because you know last year you had all this. You just had this energy. Tiger's back, and now it's kind of subdued. So yeah, but 
I mean, he still is capable of one. I don't know, though. He'd been gone for like a decade. Yeah. And then now he he has a year under his belt. He's coming out not... His expectations are high, but it's not like he has to win everything now. Now he can just win one or two tournaments. I think he definitely wins a major. I think he wins the Masters. Wow. Give him the Masters now. Wow. Yeah. We'll make sure to remember what you just said. Put me on freezing cold takes? Yes. Yes, yes. Hey, when he wins, though, just like, well, remember when you picked Notre Dame to win? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I guess both have some crazy predictions. Yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Okay, if that's how you're going to play, that's how we'll play. I won't say anything else. I'll just leave it at that. (laughs) What else is there to talk about, Braxton? Just Tiger Woods winning maybe five majors Uh this year. Yeah. (laughs) Cool. We will remember that take. I will remember that take. He ended on the high note. He won a... He did. Hey, what look, do you, I'm a Tiger fan. I like what he did. I'm glad I cheered for when he won. I think everyone did. Yeah, it's a cool moment in sports history last year. So We'll move on to a boring a boring game, but see all these all-stars. The Pro Bowl. <laughs> Don't roll, Why are you rolling your eyes, Matt? Yeah, here we go. Let's talk about who's not playing in the Pro Bowl. Starting with... No, I'm just kidding. Oh. Oh, okay. Talk about Pro Bowl. What do you got? What What do you What are your thoughts? I know everyone's going to be watching this this weekend. Well, Pat Mahomes is going to be for the AFC. Drew Brees for the NFC. Both yeah. starters. Got to give the edge to Pat Mahomes there. I think mm-hmm. the AFC is better at quarterback, wide receiver, defense, and special teams. For and then the NFC is better at the running back position with Zeke. So I think the AFC AFC's won what like six in a row. So I think the AFC will win that easy. I mean, it's not like anyone wants to go play there. They're not going to play any defense. You're wrong. I'm wrong. You're wrong. Oh, because your Cowboys are in the NFC? NFC is going to win because they're led by Clappy the Clown, Jason Garrett. <laughs> that's their head coach? That's the head coach oh, of the NFC. Oh, my. That's and, an automatic loss. And you know what? They are going to put up, I bet... They're going to kick all field goals because that's just how it is. There'll be no offense. No, I'm just kidding. But, look, you got a QB combinations of Wilson, Trubisky, and Dak. You know, you got Saquon. You got Zeke. You got Kamara. Kamara's stepping in because Todd Gurley, he's going to the Super Bowl, so he's not playing. Kamara's stepping in. You got Thielen. You got Devontae Adams. You got Amari Cooper. You got the whole Cowboys. Clap, 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 you know. Get a touchdown right here. And you know what? I'm excited about this kicking matchup right here because you've got literally two kickers, both from New York. You've got the kickers, Jason Myers from the Jets and Aldrick Rosas from the Giants, both kickers. And I wanted to point that out because how weird were the Jets and Giants? Not that great. Their kickers are going to be representing. It's going to come down to a kick, I bet. I really do. I I think it's going to come down to a kick. I'm just kidding. I really don't believe that. But I do believe that Jason Garrett is going to lead his team to victory because he couldn't do it with the Cowboys, but he will do it with the NFC. You watch. Because there's so much talent on there. Yeah. But have, literally everyone on the who got elected to the Pro Bowl is injured. Literally half of the... Well, and you got a lot of people not participating. So, I mean, yeah. you know, they've just decided, hey, you know, they don't want to play or they're going to the Super Bowl, so they're not going to play. I mean, it. you know, you just you got to look at that. Yeah, but. Khalil Mack's not playing. And then... For the AFC running backs, James Conner, he's injured still. Philip Lindsay's out. 
Lamar Miller, he's coming in, and then Melvin Gordon. Connor, Connor should be playing. Should be back. Yeah, he should be playing. But, yeah, but, no, if you look, like, Travis Kelsey's has said he's not playing. Antonio Brown's not playing. Um, DeAndre Hopkins isn't playing. And then we got David Diet Castro for the offensive guard for New England, or for the Steelers. J.J. Watt's injured. Yeah, so, you know, why do they even have the, the Pro Bowl right before the Super Bowl is like, I mean, I know, I mean, I'm not trying to discredit it, but really, I mean... Jadavian Clowney's injured. You're going to get a lot of people who's either injured or just don't want to play, don't want to participate, so... And I don't know give if... us the Super Bowl. If I'm a high-powered player, I don't know if I want to go play that. If I'm if I'm J.J. Watt, I'm not going to go play. Maybe if I love the sport so much, yeah. but... Go into your off-season. Just go into your off-season now, right? Yeah. You, go get ready to play next year. Go get ready for that Super Bowl. Go get ready for that Super Bowl. That's a hot take. <laughs> Houston in the Super Bowl, really? No. That probably will never happen. That won't happen. I'm calling it now. So, so the year after I die, then y'all can show it up. But so, move on to our final segment. Share a burger brought. Matt, you want to start us off with that? I do want to start us off with that. You know, I mentioned him earlier in the show, Cody Parkey. But that's not who I'm sharing my burger and bra with because you know what? He doesn't deserve one. Well, yeah. I mean, you can say block the kick, but no. Um, I want to share my burger and brought with the next kicker of the Chicago Bears, the future kicker. There was a story uh, out this morning on ESPN that they've invited about six or seven kickers to compete uh, for the job in Chicago. Um, so, yeah, whoever wins that job, I want to share burger and brought with because you got a lot of pressure. And Chicago fans are going to hate you that first time you miss a kick. <laughs> so no pressure, but really have a lot of pressure. And don't mess up because you'll probably get cut halfway through the season. Welcome to the Chicago Bears. At least you'll get your paycheck, right? You'll yeah, get some paycheck. you'll make money. Yeah. Is it open to the public or? You, you know, know, I don't know. Just, probably should see about submitting an application. I mean, me and you can like go up there right now, go get our $5 million. Yeah. Go try out. Yeah. I'm, I'm down, Matt. Yeah. Let me uh, just practice on my skills. <laughs> you know, let me just kick it a little bit. See what happens. <laughs> How far can you kick it? Five yards? You know, I'd say four and a half. <laughs> I'm working on that five-yard line. Don't worry. All right, what about you, Braxton? All right. I've got Max Scientoff. I don't know if that's how you say his last name. Well, you just butchered the guy's I, name. <laughs> I just butchered it like some burgers and brats. Yeah. Wow, but nice tie-in. But I'm... You'll be here all week, won't you? <laughs> all right, so Max is setting up a sound installation in the Namib Desert in Africa. So, you know what song he's going to play just nonstop on this speaker, Matt? What song is he going to play? He's going to play Toto's Africa. Wow, how original. <laughs> he's going to play it on loop for eternity. The installation consists of six speakers attached to an MP3 featuring Africa and only Africa. Okay, so if I had free time, would I... Uh, would you want to go visit it? Let's do it. After we get our few mil from the Bears for being kickers? Exactly. Let's start <laughs> using that to go down and listen to Africa. <laughs> so the multi-platinum selling rock classic, released in 1982, became one of the most streamed songs of 2017, with just under 18 million plays in the UK. 18 million? It came back. It's a good song. It is a good song. But I've also got, I, I share a burger brought with another group of people. Maybe not a burger brought, but some wings. And I share it with America. Because 
if Super Bowl 53 goes to overtime, Buffalo Wild Wings will give out free wings to America. And that's a deal anybody can get behind. Mm-hmm. Just like Taco Bell when they give a stolen base or tacos out for a stolen base in the World Series. So I'm I'm praying for overtime. I just hope the Rams come out on top. Uh, other those wings will taste amazing if that happens. <laughs> I'm ready to go eat. Let's go overtime. One more week. One more week. Let's make it happen. It's gonna be a long week. It All really right. is. What's going on in the world? Really nothing. So we need a Super Bowl. We got the here. Pro Bowl. We need the Super Bowl to get here, please. <laughs> yeah, honestly, nothing else. Just NBA regular season. Put you guys up on that next podcast coming next week. Go follow us on SoundCloud at Burgers and Brats and Twitter at Burgers and Brats. We're building up those Twitter followers yeah. on that. Comment below. We want to hear your voice. Tell us if we're completely wrong, and we'll put you on full blast. <laughs> yeah, we will roast you, so be careful. All right, we'll see you guys next week.